What's up, guys? Rico here, CEO of Source Financia, host of the Main Channel Podcast, and the host of the Source Financia YouTube channel. Of course, I'm back with another one in Manila. There's a beautiful view of the Manila Golf Course, and the background skyline is Makati. So this is BGC. The airport's right over there. So periodically, maybe even while this video is being recorded, periodically. Uh, you'll probably see some planes uh, taken off from the airport. It's a pretty nice view. And at night, uh, the city gets lit up. So, yeah. So, just quickly before I jump into today's topic, um, I wanted to apologize because uh, my my audio is going to be a little bit off. I'm recording this with my podcast mic, but then I didn't want to hold the mic to my face. My lapel mics aren't functioning for some reason. It's only working on my uh, my DSLR, but not the iPhone. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. This video was a quick update I wanted to make on how the coronavirus is affecting my business. So I made a video when I was in Jakarta three weeks ago where I just kind of explained what I think was going to happen and and uh, what I thought was going to happen and what was actually happening in terms of my actual business. Um, so if you want to check out that video, I would recommend you watch that before you watch this. And yeah, so it's going to be a quick update on how things have been progressing. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. So before I get into it, like uh, if you haven't watched the first one, basically what I, I just talked about was how you know Chinese New Year typically starts at a, a certain time and then it's usually the vacations two to three weeks or two weeks officially, but it's really three weeks, four weeks if you you, you know unofficially. And uh, so you know it's usually slow after Chinese New Year, but in this particular situation, the government pushed back the Chinese New Year, the holiday by a week officially but then when i was talking to people in china and some of the people that are in the industries and also uh, owners of factories and stuff they were saying it's more like this is going to be pushed back two weeks so you know instead of the holiday being three weeks it ended up being like a month month and a half and in reality even when the factory started coming back it's not like everybody came back to work it was the office workers initially and then you know as i as i thought that would be a slow rollout and what i also said in another video was I figured that they would implement some strict health code laws. So for the factories that are actually allowed to open, they would have to follow very strict procedures to prevent um, infection from spreading, uh, the, the virus from spreading, and other people getting sick and stuff like that. Because of course, being in a small space with a lot of people is basically how uh, something like that would spread really quickly. And factories in general, just not the most hygienic environments. So yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so if you want to watch the video and, and see what I I said in full, check it out. Link will be in the description below. This is how the coronavirus is affecting my business, my thoughts, or business in China, my thoughts. Essentially what happened was, yeah, the, the, the first week after the government said, you know, we're pushing the holiday back by week. When the first week opened up, some of the factories started opening, but really it was mostly the office workers. So the, you know, the sales staff uh, and, and the kind of people that you would contact in Alibaba initially. And even for me, with my with my business, I just told my team to work remotely. I told them there's no point of if they were in their hometowns or whatever. Like there's no point of going to Guangzhou because you know you want to be traveling. Like there's no point. Like we're not going to be going to any factories, even to get into office. That you have to go through some sort of permit thing and have yourself get some sort of full clean bill bill of health certificate 
that you then take to, to be able to access your office. So I just told them to stay where they were and work remotely. And I think that's what a lot of the factories did. After the first week, so when I'm referencing this, I'm talking February 11th. So the, the things were pushed back by a week. So after about February 15, 16, the factories actually started coming back to work, but very few. So it was more the office workers and the factories opened, but a few of the factories started to reopen. And then really things started to ramp up more around the 20, 20th to 25th of February is when a lot more of the factories started coming back. But even then, something to keep in mind, if you're dealing with factories right now or you're contacting factories or you have a production that was running before Chinese New Year, just because they say they're back, it's really difficult to tell what, at what capacity because you know they might say that they're back and they're 50%, 60%, but do you really know that? because? You know the workers don't want to come back if it's if it's risky the workers didn't want to come back like in general after chinese new year it's always hard to get the factories take a while to get back to full capacity because a lot of times the workers don't come back anyways so now if you have something like a virus going on it even makes it more difficult for them to get workers to to get back to work and then obviously there's a there's a high demand right now because everybody's pushed back a good example would be i think i, I referenced this in the video that i did uh you know when i was in jakarta and one of my clients was mid-production prior to prior to change. They were not mid. They were at sixty. They were about eighty percent done. And I asked them if they wanted to ship out, you know, the eighty percent before the holiday. Um, they said it was fine, and they could wait, you know, a few weeks after Chinese New Year to get the rest of their goods shipped out, uh, produced and shipped out. And then obviously this this virus thing happens and it pushes back everything by two to three weeks. When our factory reopened, they said, "Hey, you know." And I, I predicted this happening. They were like, hey, no, you know what? We're gonna be done in, in two weeks and you'll be ready. It'll be, the goods will be ready to be inspected and shipped out. So obviously we started making arrangements, but I also told my client, I, I said, you guys need to be prepared for the idea that this, is, this two week timeline is not gonna happen because I just don't see how a factory coming back from Chinese New Year, let alone a factory coming back from Chinese New Year with the coronavirus situation, would be able to get back up to that capacity. And also, I mean, they're backed up with previous orders. Like, I just I just didn't see how that was possible. But obviously, if they're saying two weeks, they're saying two weeks. So lo and behold, you know, two weeks later, we, uh, or a week and a half later, when we start to kind of want to book a ship to put the products on, they're saying, oh yeah, we're not going to be done. And I was like, kind of knew that might be a possibility. And I asked them why, and they said they just couldn't get enough workers. When they gave us that initial timeline, they thought that they were gonna be able to hire enough factory workers to finish productions within that two week, one and a half, two week uh, time period. But then they just weren't able to get enough workers. So that I can imagine is happening to a lot of factories, not just ours. So you really need to be prepared for the idea that productions right now are gonna take significantly longer. And just, you know, if you have something, like I said this in the, in the previous video, if you, if you have a production that's done, you know, maybe you want to ship some of your goods now and then ship the rest later. Maybe you want to take that risk and, and not the risk. Maybe you want to take that financial hit by making sure you don't run, a, run out of inventory. Another thing you might do is maybe split your shipments. So maybe split, uh, send 20%, 30% by air and then the rest by, by sea. Again, just spending a little bit more money to make sure that you don't end up out of stock. Because another thing that's happening is, is, okay, so now you have the, obviously the factories slowly getting back to ramping up productions, but you also have uh, the lack of workers available in general. Then you have the, the virus uh, making people reluctant to go back to work. 
And then you have the factories being backed up with orders from before Chinese New Year. And then now you probably have a lot of people that are panicking and placing orders <laughs> because they're worried that, you know, they won't be able to have inventory. And then on top of that, the seaport themselves, like, yeah, the shipping docks and the sheep seaports themselves are backed up. And you have um, the restriction of travel between China. Like just the, the, there's so many checkpoints and roadblocks and stuff like that, that it's just difficult to get stuff from point A to point B regarding the, within the country right now. So there's a lot of different aspects that are going to delay shipments. Like, and once the goods get to the shipping port, you know, the, the, they're backed up with a ton of orders. So it's going to take a while to clear customs. Right now, the the customs, the Chinese customs and international customs are all fucking on red alert. So they're inspecting way more goods and containers and, and packages than they used to. For example, last year, the entire 2019, we had 250 express shipments, around 250 express shipments coming to and from our office. So these are samples that clients sent us and samples that we received from suppliers. Out of that 250, only about two of them got flagged and not flagged like there was something wrong with them. They just got flagged for further review and then potentially we had to pay some some taxes and stuff like that. Um, and that's normal. It's, just, it's a random thing. Sometimes things get flagged because they see that you've declared that this item is $10, but it's like a big box. So they're wondering what could be that big and that only costs $10 or something like that. So you're gonna have to make sure that, you know, the information is accurate or at least you're not, like if it's a sample and you know it's a sample, you made it yourself or whatever, like at least give it a realistic value. So there's less of a chance of uh, it being flagged. But anyways, so two out of 250 is not bad. We had about six samples being sent to us during Chinese New Year from clients around the world. Every single one of those got flagged. Every single, 100% of those shipments in the space of two weeks got flagged for further inspection and customs fees. So that just shows you the climate right now. It's like, it's not even just goods that are leaving China, it's goods that are coming into China. They're just, everything's being inspected. It's everything's on high alert, right? So that's, that's something else that can hold up your production. Beyond that, when the goods leave China, once it clears customs and leave China, when it arrives in the US or Europe or wherever, chances are the fact that it's coming from China is also gonna be, is also gonna mean that they're gonna they're gonna inspect it thoroughly. So you really have to be prepared. Like if you're if you're placing a mass production order now in March, typically what would take a month and a half and maybe two months with shipping to arrive. So you know you receive that in May. We're now talking June, July. So yeah, you really have to factor that in to, to whatever you're doing right now within your respective businesses. In terms of the overall climate, um, like I said in my video, the, I, I remain positive. I, I, that's just the kind of person that I am. I try to be optimistic. The fact that right now we're, I'm seeing, so like I said, the first week was uh, the office workers and then the factory started coming back. But right now, I'd say in the last week and a half, so I'm recording this on March 5th, pretty much the last week of February and the first week of March, we're at like 90, 95% of factories are back. I just don't know the capacity at which they're back. I know that they've started productions and we're talking and it's like almost like it feels like business as usual, but the reality is we can't, right now we're restricted with travel, so we can't physically go to a lot of these factories. Maybe not until the end of March, early April. Inspection companies can go, but I don't necessarily I don't necessarily want my staff to go. And at the same time, the just the travel is restricted within the country. So in that regard, from a business standpoint, 
yeah, we're back to business and, and the factories are back and we're getting quotes and we're ordering samples and things like that. My team is still, for the most part, staying in the hometowns, but our main project manager who, you know, basically is operations manager, Imogen, is driving down from her hometown. So instead of her taking, I, I wouldn't have wanted her to take a train or a bus uh, or a plane. I didn't want her to be in that, like again, confined spaces, lots of people. So she's driving down, which is a much more safer. She's driving back to Guangzhou. But it's still somewhat limited to, to move around the city. There's still checkpoints everywhere, but it's slowly but surely opening up. And then uh, as far as what I know in terms of the news, obviously I'm not physically in China, so it's, it's hard to tell. And you know you always have to, you know you always have to question the news sometimes. But for the most part, the cases have slowed down in China itself. The deaths have also slowed down significantly in the last week and a half, two weeks, which is breeding more confidence with the government. And uh, you know the the factories are slowly but surely getting back to it. So I feel like, in terms of mass productions, I feel like the country should be back in like two to three weeks. As in in terms of factories being back to full capacity. But again, being uh, what I said before with orders being backed up and just the amount of time it's going to take to get back to full capacity and the panic buying that's probably going to happen, productions are just going to take longer. You have to be prepared for that. From a personal standpoint, you know, I was always going to come to Manila in April. Like that was always my plan originally. And basically I was going to come like in end of March this just accelerated my move. So I just signed a one-year contract here. Of course, I'm still gonna have to go back to China from time to time. Um, as it stands, I'm still keeping my apartment in China. But, you know, I just don't know when it's gonna be safe to go there. Because there's another aspect of, I could take the risk and go back to China to touch base with my team. But I might not be allowed to like come back to the Philippines. I might not be, I know the Philippines wasn't even allowing people from Hong Kong to come here. I might not be allowed to go to a lot of countries if I was to go to China right now. So that's an interesting space that I'm in. Is like I do want to go back and, you know, touch base with my team. Um, it's the beginning of the, the business year for us. For us, so ideally, I'll want to be there to sit down with everybody face to face. But obviously, I don't want to risk my own health, and I also don't want to be restricted with my travel. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm hoping that. The way it looks, maybe in April, May, probably May would be a more realistic time to to go back to China, just for a couple of weeks. But yeah, that's that's sort of where I'm where I'm at from my own personal standpoint. But you know, I mean, I'm, like I said, it just sort of accelerated my my uh, my move to the Philippines. But I'm excited. I've been here for three weeks and things are going well. Just I can't wait to move into my actual apartment. It's not this place. And Nick, who's been on the YouTube channel before, is coming down. So anyways, that's my quick update on the coronavirus. Like I said, things are progressing and things are slowly but surely getting back to normal. It's going to take a while. Obviously, you know, you're hearing reports about the virus spreading out of, of China, but I'm also hearing reports about it being a vaccine. So try to be optimistic. And uh, so you guys must be familiar with Michael Michelini from Global From Asia, Global From Asia podcast. Uh, he's also now the, the director of content for Alpha Rock Capital. He basically, he's in Manila as well. And uh, we sat down and, and he asked 27 entrepreneurs that are involved with business in China from uh, sourcing, uh, 
you know, manufacturing standpoint, quality control, e-commerce entrepreneurs, finance, typical digital nomads that are just living in China and Asia that are involved with, with business about their experiences from with the coronavirus. So he compiled like this amazing article, which is also a, a podcast, and it was 27 entrepreneurs. So it's globalformation.com uh, slash coronavirus. I was obviously one of those people, and I, I basically broke down my experiences. Uh, I think it was a really interesting article to see, you know, some of the guys are living in Hong Kong, some of the guys are, are in mainland, stuck in mainland, and some people that don't live in China but are involved with business in China just talking about their, how this, you know, pandemic has pandemic has affected them. So definitely check that out. The link is in the description below. And if you want to check, listen to the podcast as well, it's globalformasia.com slash coronavirus. All right, guys, if you like this kind of content, like, comment, share, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And I will see you guys next week. Have a good one. Now me love to see the school as them a graduate. I study hard and save the party for the holidays. Diplomatic grade, them diploma and them won't be great. Because them not pick up, no matter can I perpetrate. And then I love the energies where them a generate. My generation needs a special, it will make a change. Because the yellow sword is seed and it a germinate. So anytime them see the progress, them a celebrate.